0: This is the movement of the Holy Family, leading people to Jesus through friendship, good conversation, and the Rosary. So, welcome to our Rosary Meditation. Before we begin, I want to invite you to come out this Thursday night to Holy Spirit Catholic Church at 7 o'clock, where I'll be giving a talk on the role of the angels in our spiritual warfare, and then we'll pray the rosary together. So come out this Thursday at 7 p.m. at Holy Spirit Catholic Church. And I also want to give a shout-out to little Solomon Sharp out on the East Coast. He just turned six years old, and he is a donkey. He's a donkey of Mary, an apostle of the rosary, because he listens to the rosary podcast and prays it every day. And then when he goes to school, he tells his classmates that they should pray the rosary. (laughs) So we sent him a little donkey. And I think I'm going to post a great picture of him with his donkey with this uh, podcast. So Solomon, keep going, man. You're an apostle of the rosary. So now let's call to mind all those that we've promised to pray for, especially little Catherine in Omaha, who's going through chemo. It's her fifth birthday today. So we pray for her and for Olivia Keneally, Thomas Lauer, and all those people submitted to our prayer list for their deeper conversion this Lent. Now today is St. Patrick's Day. And not to burst your bubble, but Patrick wasn't Irish. (laughs) He's from Britain, born around the year 385, at a time when Ireland was still pagan. Britain, by contrast, was one of the earliest countries to become Christian around the year 200. Yet by the time of Patrick's birth, Britain had grown cold to Jesus Christ. And even though St. Patrick's father was a deacon, And his grandfather, a married priest, Patrick, in his autobiography, says that I did not then believe in the living God, not even when I was a child. And he wasn't alone in this. He and thousands of other Britons were captured by pirates and sent to Ireland as slaves. This happened to Patrick when he was 16 years old. Later, Patrick wrote, About this experience, we deserved this because we had gone away from God and did not keep His commandments. We would not listen to our priests who advised us about how we could be saved. So prior to his capture and enslavement, Patrick, like many others, lived a comfortable life and was spiritually dead. The problem with living a life of comfort is that we think we have all we need and then we don't think we need Christ so we don't pray. If we don't pray, then God cannot fill our soul, and eventually everything seems empty. But we don't know what we lack, so we double down in our effort to find contentment by more success, more entertainment, more travel, more experiences, and it's an addiction that has to be fed more and more of the drug that satisfies momentarily, but leaves us desperate for more and the vicious cycle gets worse and worse. Even those of us who have a committed life of prayer, even we can fall into this trap of a life of comfort. In what ways do we? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death.
0: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was, As it was in the beginning,
1: is now, and now it shall be, for all Oh, my Jesus. Forgive us Christ our sins. Save us from the fires of hell. us all souls to heaven, especially those who the
0: Reflecting on this time period, St. Patrick wrote in his autobiography, I remained in death and unbelief until I was reproved strongly and actually brought low by hunger and nakedness daily in my enslavement in Ireland. It was there that the Lord opened up my awareness of my lack of faith, and even though it came about late, I recognized my failings. So I turned with all my heart to the Lord my God, and he looked down on my lowliness and had mercy On my youthful ignorance. So Patrick was stripped of everything he relied upon, and then he turned to God in prayer. And for Patrick, this six years of his enslavement in Ireland was, in a sense, his dark night. A dark night can be almost any suffering that causes us to be painfully aware of our powerlessness that leads to our purification and to a deeper faith. The night can be anything that demonstrates the futility of self-reliance. Again, in his autobiography, Patrick writes, After I arrived in Ireland, I tended sheep every day, and I prayed frequently during the day. More and more the love of God increased, and my sense of awe before God. Faith grew, and my spirit was moved so that in one day I would pray up to one hundred times, and at night perhaps the same. I even remained in the woods and on the mountain, and I would rise to pray before dawn in snow and ice and rain. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses. Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
0: Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was the in the beginning, the beginning, is now, is now and, and ever shall be, the world without end. All oh, my Jesus,
1: forgive us our amen. sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead we all souls all to souls heaven, especially those who most need
0: Once Patrick had gone through his dark night, he was stripped of all he relied upon. He experienced his powerlessness, and he turned to God in prayer. Then something remarkable happened. God delivered him from slavery. He escaped, making it safely home from Ireland, back to Britain. And you might imagine that the story would end there, but it doesn't. Remember, Ireland isn't a Christian country at this time, or even a post-Christian country. And so Patrick begins to realize that God is calling him to go back to Ireland. To bring people to Jesus. And in a very short time, by the power of God and the effort of Patrick, Ireland, this totally pagan land, converts to Jesus Christ. But recall how it happened. Patrick was taken out of his comfort zone, and he began to pray. And his prayer resulted in a greater love for God. But it also caused him to love what God loves, his people. So Patrick took the initiative and the risk and the responsibility to lead others to Jesus. Our prayer should lead us to the same. It should lead us to a deeper love of God. But it should also lead us to take action and risk and responsibility to lead others to Jesus. If it doesn't, then something is amiss. We can't grow in love of God without growing in love of what he loves. And what he loves most are people. That's why Patrick went back to Ireland. Intimacy with Jesus in prayer should propel us to lead others to the same. If not, something is wrong. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Amen.
0: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit,
1: as it was in the, the beginning, the is now, now, and ever shall be, world without I end. Amen.
0: Oh, my Jesus, forgive us, us our sins,
1: and save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those who most not speak
0: St. Patrick's Day is not a day to focus on green beer. St. <laughs> Patrick's Day is a day to reflect on the truth that God alone can satisfy the deep longings of the human heart. That longing is satisfied in prayer. And once we experience the love of God in prayer, that love should propel us to lead others to encounter Jesus in prayer. Now, thankfully, you don't have to go to a foreign land. God is calling you to live a simple and beautiful way of life right where you live and work and play. Live deep friendship with Jesus each day in prayer, in the rosary, in deeper meditation, and then live friendship with your family and friends. Share life with them. Just do what you normally do and invite others to do it with you. Now, prayer is the most immediate way to help others to encounter Jesus, and a very easy way to give people an experience of prayer, and an experience of God, is through the rosary. When we pray the rosary, Mary actually comes, and she brings Jesus. She brings Jesus to us. Invite family and friends to pray the rosary with you, and you will give them an encounter with Jesus through Mary. I'm so impressed with Trudy and Rich Boynton, members of the movement, They're down in Florida hosting friends. And each night they say, we usually pray the rosary. Would you like to join us? And Rich pulls out his phone and speaker and he prays this (laughs) podcast. And when it finishes, Trudy looks at the guest with a big smile and says, that was good, wasn't it? (laughs) You can hear her say that, can't you? We do this together every night. And then they do the same thing the next night and the next And then Trudy asks, would you like to sign up to receive the podcast? And then she signs him up. Keep it simple. It's so simple. Now, Trudy doesn't bat a thousand. She gets no's. But this doesn't stop her. Hey, if you only bat 300 for your whole lifetime, you'll be a Hall of Famer. Ted Williams. (laughs) Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name.
1: All souls to heaven, especially those who most need a
0: mercy. Sadly, today, the faith is almost dead in Ireland. And if we're not careful, we're going the same direction in North America. But it doesn't have to be this way. And I think one of the greatest fortresses we have is friendship. My dream is for Everyone to have a small group of family and friends with whom they can share life together and integrate their faith. It's also the best place to invite people who have not yet experienced friendship with Jesus. They can encounter Jesus through friendship with you, and you can put them in direct contact with Jesus through His Mother and the Rosary. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name.
1: The hour of our death. Amen. Hail
0: Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, amen. Mother of God, pray for us sinners now that the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was, As it was in the, the beginning, beginning
1: is now, and ever an shall and be. World amen. O my Jesus, forgive us, us our, our sins. sins and save us from, us from the fires of hell. hell.
0: Now, if you're not a member of the movement of the Holy Family, but you listen regularly to the Rosary podcast, we want to hear from you. As we increase our subscriber base, we have the vision to build a community around the movement of the Holy Family, families and friends who share this simple way of life. We're hosting a series of listening sessions to gather input and suggestions about the movement. The sessions are less than an hour and will be held through Zoom. So if you're, if you're passionate about the rosary and interested and want to help shape the future of the movement, we'd love to share some good conversation with you. So head over to our Facebook page, Holy Family School of Faith. You'll see the Rosary Podcast listeners post, Rosary Podcast listeners post. Sign up for a date and a time that works for you. We look forward to talking with you.
1: I got one more person to pray for, Mike. Thank you, second mother to my son, (laughs) Patrick Francis Hinkle. Happy Feast Day. Yes. We pray for him,
0: too. And it's my confirmation saint, St. Patrick. Happy
1: Feast Day, Michael.
0: Yes. (laughs) So let's be apostles of friendship. Good conversation in the rosary. Share this with others. Thank you for joining us as we lead people to Jesus through friendship Good Conversation and the Rosary. To find out more about why we pray this way and to become a member of our movement, go to schooloffaith.com.